Live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet celebrating Christmas in June. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas. Trippers. What, what? <laughs> Merry Christmas. We both said Merry, Merry Christmas. Merry Krispies, I think is what I said. Merry Christmas, Trip. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Corbin. Merry Christmas. Y'all are killing me. It's the Noobs and the Whovian. My name is Austin. I'm the Whovian. These are my sons, Tripp and Corbin. And, and we're the Noobs. And this is the podcast introducing a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each week and then discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before. And two sons who haven't. So welcome to episode 55, covering the 2008 Christmas special, The Next Doctor. This is the one where the Doctor meets... Uh, the Doctor? That's kind of weird. A companionless doctor steps out of his TARDIS on a snowy Christmas Eve in 19th century London. Everything is beautiful and Dickensian when suddenly someone shouts, Doctor! Naturally, he goes running towards the call, only to be met by a confused woman who doesn't understand who he is and why he's trying to help. Then something strange happens. Another man shows up proclaiming himself the doctor. The one, the original, and the best! Naturally, the doctor is fascinated, assuming he's meeting a future incarnation of himself, but this other doctor doesn't seem to recognize him. In fact, he can't remember anything before his regeneration, only that something was lost, something was taken from him by the Cybermen. The Doctor's story starts falling apart slowly. His sonic screwdriver isn't really all that sonic, his TARDIS is a hot air balloon, and his fob watch is just a fob watch. It turns out he isn't the Doctor at all. He's Jackson Lake, a newcomer to London town. He became the Doctor when a Cyberman info stamp overrode his memory. Meanwhile, the Cybermen, with the help of Mrs. Hardigan, are using the Children of London as labor to build the Cyber King. The real doctor, of course, defeats them and after saving the children. Jackson somehow manages to convince the doctor to stay for a Christmas feast to remember those we've lost. Merry Christmas, doctor. Merry Christmas, Jackson. Merry Christmas, Corbin and Tripp. Merry Christmas to you out there. God bless us, everyone! <laughs> Amazing. Guys, this is story number 199. I know we always kind of like say, wow, that's a big number, but like this is... Almost a significant Almost one. Almost two hundred. Yeah, uh, the next, the next one, the first of the of the tenant specials is going to be number two hundred. Uh, so this originally aired, of course, December twenty fifth, two thousand and eight, to thirteen point one million viewers. Man, these Christmas specials, they get all the loves. Are are we Everybody still in two thousand and eight though? Yeah, I just realized that. Mm -hmm. That's a. Yeah. I mean, it's December twenty fifth, so it's basically ten years ago. Uh, just it's basically eleven years ago. I know. Well, no, that's ten and a half ish. Mm. Yeah, that's a long time ago. Yeah. Well, Still. remember when we started out? It was it was two thousand five. Wow. You know, so we've we've come through um through four four seasons over the course of these four years, and then uh and then like I said, you know, over the next couple of years, some things are going to get a little wonky time wise because we're gonna um it's it's weird. Right now we're talking about how oh my gosh we're talking about an episode from December twenty fifth two thousand and eight. In less than two months' time, we're going to be talking about the one from New Year's Eve 2010. Or New Year's Day 2010. Wow. Yeah, because remember, the, so we're going to have the Classic Who episode, but then we're going to do four episodes, five episodes? I can't remember. Um, they take place over the course of one year, right? Right. There's Yeah, there's the Easter special, the Autumn special, the Christmas special, and then the New Year's special. So the next four and actually, it'll be, skip it'll, be, year. it'll be three episodes of our podcast, because one of them is a two-parter. So four episodes from now, um, plus, plus probably the, the, the bank show thing mm -hmm. uh, of the, the timey-wimey, all of a sudden, we're going to be talking about 
the beginning of 2010. So yeah, it, it is interesting to zip through the, some of these things. Uh, this episode was written by our man Russell T. Davies and directed by Andy Goddard. Um, I think we've seen him once or twice before. I don't remember. I didn't really spend a lot of time digging digging him up. However, um, uh, we haven't had an award mention in a while, but we're going to get a few the next couple of episodes. This one was nominated for a 2010 Hugo Award in the category of Best Dramatic Presentation Short Form. Um, it was also, it was up against two more David Tennant special episodes. Oh, wow. One of which won. Spoiler alert. Wow. So, Wait, but it got nominated two years after it came out? Yeah, I don't know how the Hugos work, apparently. That's weird. Because you're talking about this episode, and then you're talking about one that aired in, like, it's the it's the Waters of Mars and, and another one. Um, let's see, Planet of the Dead, which is the Easter one, and then Waters of Mars, which I think was the autumn one. Mm-hmm. You're talking about ones that were early and late 2009, as well as Christmas 2008 being nominated in 2010. So I don't know. I, I do know that award shows tend to be like, um, kind of like, um, models of car. So like you buy the, you, you would buy a, a, a 2019 Mustang in the fall of 2018. Like that's how those work, yeah. you know? So maybe the 2010 Hugos are given out in the fall of, or, or, or in the end of, of, 2009 or something, maybe? But it's still 2008, so... Yeah. Well, but that's what I'm saying is, let's... What if What if it's, um, what if it's like, you know, November of, tw- of 2009 that, that you know, the, tw- the 2010s come out? Mm-hmm. Then that would cover everything from the previous December through that, you know... Anyways, it's mm-hmm. wonky. It's, it's, uh, it's wiggly-wobbly. All right, so... Um, uh, like I said, haven't had any mentions in a little while, and then the this one, the next one, and the next one were all nominated, and one of them won. So um, pretty pretty good stuff there. Um, also, as we were talking about Christmas specials and everything, uh, it's so weird. We we were talking just the other day about how we didn't spend that much time with nine. Mm-hmm. Trip, you were talking about how so so we 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 started watching one of the classic Who episodes, yeah. and Trip was talking about how incredibly different the first Doctor is. Yeah, it's like, and I thought it's like a grouch. Like, <laughs> well, what I thought was funny was that neither of you said that about Tennant. Like, I brought up stuff like you know you're gonna notice this and you're gonna notice that, but you guys weren't going wow like this yeah, David Tennant guy so is so awful. different because you were just getting to know Eccleston. Yeah. It's like, but now you guys have marinated gone. in David Tennant for yeah. for three seasons. Why do you use that word so much? Because it's appropriate. You've been sitting and soaking in his juices. Yeah. <laughs> All right, maybe maybe it does sound weird. Maybe it does sound like we're eating David Tennant for lunch. Dad uses marinated way too much in our house. We're we're definitely not eating David Tennant. Definitely not happening at all. Don't call the FBI. Uh That's not not cannibalism. I will note note that David Tennant has been seen in publicity stuff lately, so he is totally still alive, not locked in our basement. uh, Good omens or bad omens? Good know. omens, yeah. He's okay. he is on the publicity rounds right now because uh, as of so today is June second, the day we're recording, and May thirty first. Uh, is yeah. that it? Good omens premiered. I'm I'm gonna uh, check out some episodes of that. I don't know if it's family friendly. I, I I don't know. It's about an angel and a demon that are trying. So, if I understand right, that are trying to avert Armageddon. 
So, yeah. anyways, we'll um. We don't have hesitant. David Tennant back here in the background. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, um, so shut up, shut up. All, all that to say, uh, one of the things about Eccleston was that he's the only. Uh, well, he's not the only anymore. Mm-hmm. He was the only modern era doctor who didn't do a Christmas episode, and now, uh. 13, she didn't, they didn't do a Christmas for her, they did a New Year's. We want to be special. uh, Yeah. Yeah. So, at any rate, um, uh, Eccleston didn't do one, which means that Tennant did the one at the end of season one. So, even though he did three series, we've done four Christmas episodes with him now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because his first episode was before his first season. It was, it was the, um... Uh, 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 the Sycorax. What was it called? Uh, Wait. No, it was, the, it was the episode with the Sycorax, the Christmas Invasion. Oh yeah. And so, um, so this is it's actually the. Two years ago. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this is actually the fourth uh, David Tennant Christmas episode, and by the time it's all said and done, he's gonna have five, because like we said, part of the David Tennant specials goes into a Christmas episode. So, um, so his 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 timeline is all kinds of weird and everything, but, um, but that's okay. So. Uh, the cast for this week, the, the two big ones that I wanted to talk about were uh, the Doctor, uh, the, the not Doctor Doctor, Jackson Lake, and then uh, Mercy Hardigan. So the Doctor slash Jackson Lake is played by a guy, guy named Trip. What the, You notice it, right? It's oh. David Morrissey. Oh, yeah, David. So Trip was like, wait a minute. He, two we, Davids. We had two a, we Davids had a, playing the Doctor <laughs> in the same wait, episode. Wait, how does right. So we, we had it paused on Amazon Prime, and the, the little x-ray stuff pops up, so you see all the actors, which is sometimes a spoiler, by the way. Oh, sometimes I hate goodness. it when they do that. I know. Like, uh, this is a guy that we haven't even seen yet. Like, this is like the start of the episode. <laughs> right, right. We already know the bad guy. So he's, uh, he's seeing David, and he couldn't see the last name, but he just saw it said the Doctor... And it said David, and then it said Doctor Who, David, and then of course that was David Tennant. Mm-hmm. Um, that was actually how they had him listed here: is Doctor Who, which even you know, even though he's never called that in the show, he's always yeah. called the Doctor. Well, he is. People say Doctor well, Who yeah. all the time. IMDb and like all of the credit listings and everything, a lot of them he is referred to as Doctor Who. So when they credited David Morrissey for playing this character, they credit him as the Doctor slash Jackson Lake. So he is not Doctor Who, but he is the Doctor. So I mean, I guess that makes sense. Nobody said sense. Doctor Who in that episode. He just introduced himself as I'm the Doctor. So that makes wait no didn't sense. didn't Tennant say it? No, he no. he beat him to the gun. He's like I'm the Doctor, just the Doctor, nothing else. So oh, he did, that. didn't he? Yeah, just the Doctor, the one, the original, and the best. I was like, wow, okay, <laughs> okay. A little over top even for the Doctor there, buddy. Um, so at any rate, um. So I mentioned last time, or I mentioned, I mean, maybe, no, 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 no. I think it was when I was talking to you guys while we were watching the episode. I couldn't remember the timeline, so I double-checked on it. David Tennant announced in October of 2008 that he was on his way out. This episode aired December of 2008, okay? Mm-hmm. So you remember how you had the fake-out regeneration in the last episode? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What but that say? was back in June, Yeah. right? So that would have been a major surprise to the audience if he had actually regenerated because there was no announcement because it was a fake out. So October, he announces he's headed out, but um, they didn't say when, they didn't say how, they didn't say who was going to replace him. They didn't, I don't think that the David Tennant specials were announced until after this episode. 
Um, in the, at, said that. at the end of this episode, it said the doctor will return in planet of the dead. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you come to this episode and you meet this doctor and it's called the, the next, next doctor, doctor, imagine what the rumor mill was like. Okay. Clearly so, he regenerated at some point. Clearly he's going to regenerate in yeah. this episode. Yeah. And so there were, there were people who got pictures of David Morrissey on set of the filming of this episode. So the rumor mill was swarming. It was going crazy that David Morrissey was going to be the 11th doctor. So, which uh, makes sense. Uh, it totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. Um, especially considering that, um, the, the first episode for tenant was a Christmas episode. You know, Mm -hmm. granted the regeneration didn't happen in a Christmas episode, but, Mm -hmm. um, so at any rate, um, you have, you have the, you have the photos, which lead to the rumors. Um, and, and then the rumors are intensifying. Russell T Davies. This is, this is so terrible. Russell T Davies asked David Morrissey to not comment on the rumors so that they could give cover to Matt Smith so that they could keep it. Okay. If I understand the chronology, right, they had already chosen Matt Smith as the 11th doctor. This is a highly guarded secret. The next doctor is always a big secret and everybody wants to know the secret. Everybody wants to get any piece of information that they can. So in order to throw people off of the trail for a little while longer, you know, just from October to December 25th, they told uh, David Morrissey, don't comment on the rumors. Because David Morrissey could have easily gone out there and been like, oh no, guys, I'm not going to be the 11th Doctor. You'll just have to wait and see what happens in the episode or something. <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah. In- instead, they just let the rumor hang. He didn't address it. So the funny thing is, what, the- what this resulted in is David Morrissey had to spend months convincing his wife and his children that they were not getting ready to move so that he could play the 11th doctor because all the rumors were saying he's going to be the 11th doctor, which meant they would, he and his family would have had to have relocated and everything. So he's having to like convince his daughter that they're not going to move. Daddy is not the next doctor, but you can't tell anyone. <laughs> I'm like, that would have this been is horrible. terrible for the kids. That would have been terrible. So like, um, no, we're locking no, in an isolation room. You can't tell anyone. Actually, I take that back. I may, I, 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 uh, I may have misread that and maybe he didn't even tell, maybe he couldn't even tell his family whether he was or wasn't. Which would make sense. Maybe he just told his daughter like, no, we're not going to move, but I can't, I can't tell you that, you know, I'm not going to be the doctor anyways. So, um, one other note for David Morrissey, um, he, uh, played a character called the governor in the walking dead for two seasons, 2012, 2013. So this was like mm-hmm. several years after this. Um, and from what I know of the show, cause again, I haven't, that's not one that I've seen. Um, the governor is a, 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 a pretty key character. And if I remember correctly, like Kind of a brutal character. Oh, kind of, yeah, yeah. He's one of the main bad guys. Yeah. 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 So it's kind of interesting to see him go from being like, um, like, not, he wasn't even like the doctor in this episode. Um, he was like, the, he was like the doctor, the, like, the, the platonic ideal of the doctor. Let's, you know what? Let's talk about that. Corbin, drop down to the, to, um, who is the doctor and, and make a note sure. about that. And, and I want to talk about how, David Morrissey's doctor was like 
the ultimate doctor. Okay. okay. All right. So um, the other uh, the other bit here in the cast was Mercy Hartigan. Um, she was played by, if I, I hope I'm going to say this right, Dervla Kerwan. <laughs> it's very possible you just butchered that. D-E-R-V-L-A. You pronounce that. Dervla I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's something. I can't see it. Where is nicer it? Nicer than that. Yeah. It's. It's in the cast, right above. Yeah. Right above, yeah. Dervla. Dervla, uh, Kerwan. Kerwan. Um, you know, the only thing of note here is that she. Uh, she appeared on Casanova, and if that rings a bell, you guys remember we, we talked about that early on in Tennant's run that David Tennant was the star of a show called Casanova, mm-hmm. and uh, Russell T Davies was the showrunner for that, mm-hmm. which is how he knew David Tennant and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And um, Mercy, so Mercy Hartigan also appeared on Casanova. Um, not, apparently, she didn't do much or anything with David Tennant, but that, that was the, the connection there uh, and, and part of how she got this part. She also later appeared on a show that I did not know was a thing, but of course it is, Law & Order UK. All right, Amazing. so Law & Order is one of these shows yeah. like, like, um, like CSI, and NCIS, where they keep like spinning it off into all these different places. I didn't know, but apparently there's a BBC version called Law and Order UK. Of course. Which stars Freema, Martha. Oh, wow. So she actually appeared on an episode uh, with, with Freema. And I say it stars Freema. I know she's on it. I don't know if she's like the star. I'm not sure because I'm a random seen it. civilian number 24. <laughs> 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 I'm just wondering, like, did they dump all over her on that show the way they did here? <laughs> Where, like, she came in and replaced, uh, you know, a, a, a 20-year detective that got gunned down on the previous season. Was and a- she's, like, a rookie. And they're like, yeah, but you're no... Uh, uh, what, what would be great it was, like, if it was Detective Rose or no, something? Yeah, like, oh, that'd be so great. Anyways. Oh, speaking like, of oh, Rose... Oh, she's a blonde. This isn't related <laughs> she's to... She's a blonde. <laughs> this isn't related to the cast. Okay. But I hated that it was Rosita. Why did you hate that it was Rosita? Why? Rosita Tyler. Why did no, you? No, it wasn't. It wasn't Tyler. I'm pretty sure it was. No. What was it then? It, it was just Rosita. She didn't have. Uh, I don't think she had a last name, or if they did. I'm gonna. I'm gonna fact check that. Uh. So it was Rosita. It's just Rosita. Which one was Rosita. Rosita was the. She was the. She was Jackson oh, Lake yeah, Doctor's yeah, yeah. companion. I still hate. Yeah, that, it's just Rosita. Was, yeah. I I still hate that that it was Rosita. Why? Oh, come on. That was a great little wink and a nod when, when, when uh, David Tennant goes, oh, good name. Yeah, but that, that was great. I know, but that seems to lead more towards what I thought it was going to be for most of the episode, that this was like a parallel universe. And he's like, no, that was just complete coincidence that he found a person named Rosie Tida. Rosie Tyler is what you thought it was. Yeah, because he said Rosie, he said Rosita, and you thought he said Rosie Tyler, and I was like, no, 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 no it was Rosita. That would be epic. No, I swear Rosie I said Tyler. Rosita Rosie. Tyler, but that's well. that's. that's I'm really gonna go fun. cry in a corner now. I, <laughs> I did love, um, I did love that um, they they kept throwing red herrings at you. Like Corbin, Corbin was convinced for like the first half of the episode that it was a parallel universe and you know and all this kind of stuff yeah because uh it was fun having yourself flashed by an info stamp or whatever and then thinking you're the doctor like what's wrong with that why i just that doesn't seem like the obvious solution to me it's not the obvious solution i feel like it would have been better that's why it's a good solution no i know it wasn't the obvious it would have been how is it scientific at all (laughs) 
you're not like flashed once out. again, once twice. again, your 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 uh, your point that you're trying to make here is it would have made more scientific sense if it was a parallel universe that he had stumbled into. Is this yeah, is this what you're saying? Of, oh no, pictures. Now I'm suddenly the doctor. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> pictures. Now I'm the doctor. That's all the info stamps were. They're literally just pictures. Oh, okay. So again, random, uh, random trivia. Uh, this was the first, okay, so we had one episode where, um, it was a family, family of blood. Yeah. yeah where the doctor, uh, kind of yeah. became a human or again or whatever, or not again, kind of became a human and had the fob watch and that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, in that episode, in his journal where he was journaling about his dreams, he made some sketches of some of the previous doctors, mm-hmm. not all of them, but there were a couple of faces there from classic who, mm-hmm. Other than that, and and you kind of can't, you don't even really count that because those were hand-drawn. This is the first episode where images of the classic Who doctors appeared on screen. So again, we're, we're just cementing again and again and again that this is a continuation, not a reboot. I don't know if you guys remember how in yeah. season one that was the big question was is this is what are we doing here? Um, so we we definitively saw in this episode the first nine uh, the first nine incarnations prior to the one that was on the screen. So this the this the you know the the first time that uh, that this officially happened here. So also that relating to um, how people are thinking oh the. Uh the first doctor, as we know it, might not be the first doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like he said that that info stamp had all of the Daleks' knowledge on him, and I find it unlikely that the Daleks would have only the information about Daleks that we know. Doctors. Or, Do- yeah. yeah. Only doctors that we've oh, seen and not ones before it, because I just... It doesn't make sense. Maybe that's Coincidentally, just so, you haven't yeah. seen these doctors and neither have the Daleks. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. It's, again, a, a limitation of of production versus in-universe and that kind of thing. Yeah. So, uh, Guys, uh, just a reminder, Noobs in the Whovian is brought to you by R5 Website Management, where you can get world-class hosting, domain registration, and security at a great price. Uh, when you go to store.r5websitemanagement.com, get all the stuff that you need for your website, and then use the code NOOBS at checkout, and you'll get 15% off of your entire order. All right, so that brings us to the checklist. Uh, we had the Creature of the Week. Remember, we've uh, we've we've officially changed that, guys. Mm-hmm, yeah. We're no longer Batty of the Week. We're Creature of the Week. However, this week, it's the same. Uh, yes. So we had the... Uh, Oh, uh, I forgot one. We had the Cybermen, but before we had that, we had the Shades. Oh, yeah. Which that was are the same. The Cyber Shades. They were like Cybermen that took over werewolves or something weird. Yeah, I didn't Didn't they, understand like, fall out of the... There. They fell out of, like... Um... They fell out of... What do you call it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they fell out of the Void, and some of them went insane. Like those that was completely a theory I had. Just oh, is that what you were thinking? Yeah, I'm looking at that's an their interesting thing. idea. The cyber shades had the brains of cats or dogs and were na- unable to speak or obey complex commands, so they were literally animals. Huh. Just like the Cybermen got pets. Yeah. Awesome. Um, then we, of course we had the Cybermen. <clears throat> we had the Cyber Controller. 
Uh, we had, uh, and the, oh, by the way, the cyber controller, y'all caught this right away. Uh, the cyber controller was the one with the black bit on the face mask and the visible yeah. brain. Yeah. Um, we also had the, the cyber king, which I was kind of confused. Um, I don't know if Mercy Hardigan was the cyber king or if the giant robot ship was the cyber king. I think that was the cyber that king. That was nice. the cyber king. That's what I thought, but they, they made it sound like it was her the whole time or, or what she became. She was going to be the one to sit on the throne. And command the uh, Oh, good call. She's okay. The All right. So yeah. So again, Mercy Hardigan um, as as sort of uh, chief bad guy, somebody who who had such a brilliant mind, such a great uh, brain, <laughs> um, that she was able to overcome the 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 Cybermen and and like. integrate herself. Like she she never was. Uh, what do they call it? Upgraded. She okay. she never was upgraded. Mm-hmm. Um, or she was in a sense, but she wasn't overwritten. So, um, fantastic, uh, bit of character development there. Uh, we didn't get any wells. Um, uh, we got a couple of, I'm sorry's. He says it to Jackson Lake and then he also says it to Hardigan. Um, pretty, pretty heartfelt on both of those. That brings our running count up to 10 plus three. Cause we, we have had three non-doctor characters say that. Um, we had an Alonzi that we got simultaneously from both doctors. Mm-hmm. So oh, we got we got two, so that's going to bring our running count up to 11. And um, and then also I did want to note, I don't know if you guys caught this, we also had an Avanti. Yeah. Did y'all notice that? There was a there was a bit there where he got uh, they he got ready to, to take off and he says Avanti and I was like that's uh, weird. And then I was like, wait a minute, that rings a bell. Mm-hmm. Do you guys do you remember it, Corbin? It was uh I don't remember what the episode was. Fires of Pompeii. He says it. Was it that? Nope. I don't even remember. No, it wasn't Fires of Pompeii. I see it right here. I'm gonna cheat. The poison okay. sky. Right. Oh yeah, he said that to clone Martha. Right. He he said it to clone Martha to try and trip her up, and uh, so I didn't know. I didn't understand why he said it here at all. Um, Just reference. It's yeah, like, it was so bizarre. It's like when Hartnell flubs his lines, except it's ten. <laughs> Could be. Could be. Uh, we didn't get any what's, uh, nothing was really impossible, nothing about the time war. Jibberty jabberty, we did get an info stamp with a cyclostinum core. You ripped open the core and broke the safety. Zap! Only the doctor could do that. I love that. That was great. Um, jiggery pokery. I, I threw in, um, there, there was one random bit of jiggery pokery where he yanked off a piece of the dimensional vault and then used it to transport the cyber king into the time vortex. That was the weirdest weirdest thing I that he know. did there where he pointed the thing and 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 squeezed the trigger and it shot a time vortex at uh, them yeah and then he like he held it like a gun or something yeah. and just and then as the cyber king fell it just disappeared like it didn't get like sucked into it just kind of disappeared as it fell mm-hmm. um there i did read a note that russell t davies said um after the fact he realized that a better ending for this would have been to redeem Miss Hardigan by so you know how at the end she kind of like comes to her senses and as a result um, as you guys said Except popped like a balloon I know before she popped like a balloon she popped the Cybermen that were around her like a balloon Russell T. Davies said that it would have been better to redeem her character by having her make the Cyber King disappear rather than the Doctor having to so, so, yeah. so apparently the dimensional vault showing up and being there the only reason it was there was so that the Doctor could use it to, to get rid of the Cyber King um, so it wouldn't fall down and destroy London. It's kind of sad. Whatever. It's like, 
And now we need a quick reason to get rid of this thing so it doesn't crush everyone. Right. Uh, what if we had this thing that just teleported it away? <laughs> right, 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 right. And apparently can fit any size, just... Yep, all you gotta do is point and click. Yep. And uh, it won't accidentally take away half the, the top half of the Cyber King. It will fully envelop all of it. Don't worry. And only the Cyber And it King. won't, like, take away, like, half the city into the void and... Yep. Yeah, none of the, none of the buildings that were directly no, around its no. feet. Just none, none of that. None of that. No random bystanders or birds or you know nothing like that. Not Russell accidentally take right. the planet because the Cyber King is standing on it. Nope. Yeah, don't worry about that. Uh, so the the rest of the Jiggery Pokery for the Sonic and the Tardis, I I thought I would mention uh, the Jackson Lake Doctor uh, and his his stuff. So his Sonic makes a noise. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought it was great. He's like, it's just a screwdriver. What's Sonic about it? And he goes, well, it makes a noise. And then rap, rap, rap on the <laughs> on the brick. And he's like, that's, that's Sonic. Sonic it? it makes a noise. I'm like, it, any screwdriver yes. makes a noise if you bang it against something. Like, okay. Um, Look but at my it, Sonic screwdriver. I thought it was funny that that was the first crack in the story where it's like, wait a minute. Wait. You know, like everything up until that point was like, seemed legit. He's talking about a TARDIS. He's talking about a sonic screwdriver. And when he pointed it at the beginning and, and said Alonzo, you couldn't see what it was. Mm-hmm. So it was all, you know, kind of fine. And then of course his TARDIS was a tethered aerial release designed in style, which I was like, okay, <laughs> uh, wonderful so, wizard of Oz. So or if, the the sonic, tried... if the sonic was a crack, that was like the floodgates <laughs> bursting open. That was a gaping hole in the, giant, uh, in the armor. There, a yeah. giant hot air balloon. Yeah. Um, and then I did love when, when he finally got his moment in the in the real TARDIS, and he called it nonsense. Complete and utter wonderful nonsense. Very, very silly. I was like, boy, that was that was as British a uh, reaction as you could get. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. Um, I, I just... I thought it was funny, like, the way he retained so many specific memories from the Doctor, but then some of them were just not there at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was that was really interesting. So. And some of them were partly there, apparently. Sonic Screwdriver, TARDIS, he just kind of made them up. It, yeah, 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 exactly. Um, and even, like, what TARDIS stu- stood for was not in the memory bank for him. So... So he had to make it up. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll make a hot air balloon, because why not? Oh, oh, I know why. Because we'll need this later. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. Uh, Corbin, existential horror? Um, I'm not actually the doctor. Okay, that was all an <gasps> info stamp, apparently. I actually, yeah. this part of my life doesn't exist. It's kind of like those kids, I think, therefore I'm not, that sort of thing. <laughs> The who? What now? The kids. <laughs> yeah, the kids from... Sometimes uh, when you walk away, we just aren't here. Oh, oh, <laughs> gosh, yeah. Donna's, been, Donna's fake kids from the from the computer core or whatever. I've been listening to a lot of our old episodes, so right. suddenly I'm remembering all of this stuff. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Um, oh, gosh, I forgot about that. Oh, poor Donna. Oh, that was that was a rough episode. That ended... It was so long, though. I know it is. Yeah, it's so bad. Um, so yeah, so so you're saying the uh, the existential horror of it turns out all of my life is a dream or my identity is better example John Smith, who wasn't actually John Smith. Yeah, he was, he was just. A... And so so here was the good thing was like in that episode didn't we didn't we kind of didn't it kind of end up being that like John Smith had di- to die for the Doctor to come back? Isn't that yeah. kind of the way that was portrayed? Yeah. Um. And, oh man, make a note, Corbin. Um, we need to bring that back up when we get to the end of Tenant's time, because mm-hmm. uh, there's there's a there's a good connection there. Um, 
I did appreciate that in this episode, we didn't have that. Like, Jackson Lake basically got to come back. Mm-hmm. And, like, like what I was afraid of when I first watched this, and I realized where it was going, is I was like, oh, man, I hope that we don't leave things with, like, the amnesia is permanent. Mm-hmm. And now he... He has fuzzy as the fuzzy though the memories may be. He has the memories of being the doctor, but is now not the doctor. Mm-hmm. I was like, that would be horrible. And, and the, the thing f- is, how long was his son just standing up there? Yeah, that yeah. Was literally. <laughs> like, oh, I've had all these adventures. The Cyberman took me, something from me. Kid just standing there for like two whole years. Two years. It was like a couple of weeks, wasn't it? He, he was only the doctor for a couple of weeks. I honestly didn't know. Yeah, no, he's he talking was... about all these adventures and then suddenly it stops. Right? Yeah. This is fairly interesting, though, because, like, he gets all of his memory back and he retains all his memories. But, like, everything he thought was his life for a while was a complete lie. Yeah. It's just weird I, to think it's about. It's like I said, the, the, only, the only consolation for me was the fact that... Um, that he got he got his memories and his identity as Jackson Lake back. That that did come back, yeah. and therefore and 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 so okay. So I was worried that the amnesia was going to be permanent. So he was going to have to be like I was the doctor. Now I'm not the doctor. I'm just some schmo in 19th century London. Like no technology, nothing. You know what am I going to do with myself now? And then it instead, turns out he didn't have any technology to begin with. Right. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So instead, it turns out it's the exact opposite. Instead, he gets to become Jackson Lake again, but retain a little piece of the doctor. Mm-hmm. You know, like at the end when he says, oh, I would I would surmise that he did the doo-flotchy with the boo boo doo and sent him into the time vortex and blah, blah, blah. And then he goes, oh, I guess I, I picked up a few things, huh? Mm-hmm. You know, so like he gets to keep a little bit of the... of the, the Like the Dr. Donna, but less. He, right, right, exactly. So, and able to keep his memories. Yes, without, the Dr. without Donna. burning up or whatever. Dying. Yeah, so uh, that that was good. So that, you know what, that brings us into the who's who. And I wanted, so we have who is the doctor and then who is Dr. Who. So um, we, we, um, we've talked a little bit about where the doctor, uh, the Jackson Lake doctor ended. Um, but where did he begin? What, how would you guys describe him like first appearance, first time you see him? What's he like? Uh, excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Charging in, charging into danger and loving every minute of it. With his yeah. sonic screwdriver right, just pointed right. out, I don't facing see. on a and like is why cyber? is why is he pulling out a screwdriver? Like because he can't. That's his thing. He pull out the sonic screwdriver and point it. And again, you for know, no like, reason. Yeah, exactly. Like the you know, tenant pulled it out to try and do something, but like what did, what did. Uh, the other doctor think he was going to do by pointing that screwdriver at the the shade or whatever. So nothing apparently. Um, I did love. Um, like I said, he he kind of is. When I say the ultimate doctor, he is like the the epitome of the doctor. You know, he's he's dashing. He's you know uh, he's he's his clothing was definitely doctorish, right? Mm-hmm. It was definitely. It's funny. His clothing was perfectly legitimate for the time period. But if you took him and put him in the year five billion or something, he would still be wearing that same outfit as the doctor, mm-hmm. you know, and it would still totally work. 
Um, he's got this, he's got this very bold voice and is just sort of brash and outgoing and stand back and I'll take this rapscallion, you know, creature or whatever he called the with thing. With my uh-huh. screwdriver. <laughs> yes, with my <laughs> screwdriver. Um, you know, where, uh, they got dragged by the shade and almost dragged out the building to their deaths. And then Rosita cuts the rope and everything. And then the two of them, that was my favorite moment, was the two of them getting up and being all like, oh, oh, I'm so, you know, like, oh, that hurt. And then looking at each other and just br- busting out laughing <laughs> mm-hmm. in these deep guttural laughs. Um, I, I When I first saw this, I genuinely wanted that to be a, a future doctor. Like, I thought that's what it was. I thought that's what it was going to be. Um, you know, I knew a little bit about Matt Smith and whatever, but I didn't know what they were doing here. I thought maybe this was going to be like the 15th doctor, you know, or something, you know, something cra- crazy like that. Um, which, what did we say? We said something about that, that there should totally be an episode they do like that or something. Yeah. Like bring back Jackson he Lake. is and, the doctor actually. Yeah. You know, what would be funny is like, um, after Whitaker's time, if they brought him in and did kind of like the Capaldi thing. Where, like, you know, he regenerated and made himself look like this guy that he knew once that thought he that was, the, was doctor. the doctor. Yeah, that would be that would be hilarious. Hey, so. both guys objectively. <laughs> That's right. But he, like, he is just the doctor dialed up to 11, if you'll pardon the pun. <laughs> um, he is just everything the doctor is and then more so. Um, and, and, and even um, some of the chauvinism of some of the older doctors. Like the, like the first doctor is a total product of his time. He's a crotchety old man in the sixties. So you guys have noticed this, right? Was that common in that time period to be crotchety old man? Um, yeah, I mean, what I mean is an old man in the sixties would look at a a young girl like Susan Foreman and just assume that she's going to be a, a hysterical nutcase who can't handle anything. <laughs> and she is, to be fair. And she is because she was written in the 60s. Like, that's my point. Is like, you know, it's stereotypical. And and so, you know, the Jackson Lake Doctor is, is a little bit of that, where he's got the bit where he says, you know, Rosita, back, get back to the TARDIS. You know, mm-hmm. this is not woman's work, you know, and all this kind of stuff. So um, there is the, uh, the last episode with um, Capaldi. Um, plays with this idea because he meets up with the first doctor and that kind of stuff is happening. Like mm-hmm. the first, the first doctor tells one of the, <laughs> tells the companion to like, you know, go get us. A, I don't remember exactly what he said, but it was essentially like, why don't you go to the kitchen and make us a sandwich? <laughs> and Capaldi's like, no, 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 you can't do that. Like, you, say that. you can't say that. You know? <laughs> it's so funny. So you kind of see how uh, even in universe the doctor has has evolved and grown up. So, um, so who is Doctor Who? Um, our, our actual doctor. Um, he's good at doors. <laughs> he came in through the front door. He says, "I'm good at doors." I just thought that was more so like the sonic screwdriver is good at doors. That's right. That's right. Um, Jackson Lake tells him, "Help me," and he says, "Ah, there's two words that I never refuse." And I thought that was great because one, yeah, like uh-huh. classic doctor, but. Whitaker uh, just said this in her first episode of her season, of her first season so far, um, that she has this great doctor speech. And one of the lines she says is, whenever someone asks for help, I never refuse. Uh-huh. That's, that's, that was in the trailer. It was in the trailer, yeah, yeah. Um, he's even willing to help the Cybermen. Did y'all notice that? Uh-huh. When they were fighting their way up the stairs and he's got the sword and he's like going at him and everything. He's like, I'll help you, I'll help you, just stop. 
You know, it's like even the Cybermen, you know, we've said the Daleks are a lost cause, no. um, but the, the Cybermen, the Ragnos, the yeah, the Ragnos. Um, but even the Cybermen, he's, he's willing to, uh, to help out. Um, he had a, a little bit there where he said, uh, yeah, Time Lord, TARDIS, enemy of the Cybermen, the one and only. I thought that was a, a great little encapsulation of who he was in that episode. Um, holy cow. Can we, can we say it a few more times that he needs someone to be with him? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Dr. Lake saw this already. Like he spent, you know, half a day with him or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, he's like, you know, you, you really should have someone. And he, he has this little speech at the end where he talks about all those shining companions. I don't see one with you. Are you not, you know, mm-hmm. not anymore. And the doctor says, Nope, I don't, I don't do that anymore. Um, what were you going to say, Corbin? Uh, I don't know if this is like because we didn't get to know the ninth doctor very well, but this you need a companion seems to be a very big staple of the doctor, mm-hmm. like the tenth doctor. Especially yes. De- yes, definitely, definitely as a part of Tenet. And I want to say, I want to say that that is an outgrowth of nine. Like, ten is definitely a progression of nine. Mm-hmm. Nine was a broody mess in some regards. Um, he had his silly moments, but like we've said, he's kind of the emo doctor, where he has he has just gone through something. Mm-hmm. You know, this something that we still haven't ever really figured out what it was. We know that all of his people were lost and all of the Daleks were lost, and um, but we but we don't know the full story there yet. What is that? All you guys know? I'm all of a sudden I'm yeah. remembering the future again. What What do y'all know about the Time War and uh, the end of the Time Lords? They all died. Okay. And they died trying to kill the last of the dogs. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll leave it there. Uh, <laughs> okay. So so at any rate, with all of that weighing on him, that shapes who Nine is, and Ten seems to be. A, a progression, uh, you know, a, another step of, you like know, Like, silly healing. and funny, but then when it comes down to it, just yeah. depressed. Still a little brutal sometimes. No second chances. I'm that kind of man. Mm. Remember he said in his first episode? Um, the, all those kinds of things there. So, um, and didn't he, he said something, he alluded to that in this episode, didn't he? Didn't he say something about, I have to give you a chance. I'm giving you I just one so, chance. Yeah. Something like that to and he uh, said it to, the, to Hardigan. Uh, yeah. 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 So. Um, Just one. Yeah. So he he needs a companion to temper that, right? Like you were saying, to to keep him on the light and funny side and yeah. keep him from going the genocidal route uh, uh-huh. again. Um, and then. Um, again, Jackson uh, Jackson is just pushing him in that direction. The doctor says, "I guess in the end, they break my heart." You know, he says some of them leave some of them forget me um and and basically they break my heart so not doing that anymore i'm i'm, I'm done with that and Bye, then um, i'm leaving no martha yeah. calls him next episode <laughs> <laughs> Hello? So, so then um uh he he has this bit where you know jackson says something and he goes well you know me you know and is that's a fun little wink to what just happened and at the end he says it again and jackson says you know i don't think anybody really does Mm-hmm. So who is the doctor? Nobody knows. Nobody really knows. So did you guys have any other stuff that y'all wanted to talk about? Mm-hmm. Any other stuff uh, we noticed? No. Theories? 
Anything like that? That that would go in the theory section. We're not there yet? Okay. All right, so guys, um, before we get into our overall impressions and uh, the uh, classic Who section, just wanted to remind you that Noobs and the Whovian is also brought to you by listeners like you. If you find value in what we do and want to give a little back, if we help you to enjoy Doctor Who a little bit more, and as I said in my .5 solo episode, if we help you enjoy the enjoyment even more, uh, then we ask that you consider giving a little value back by going to patreon.com slash noobsandthehoovian and becoming a supporter of pa- uh, supporting patron of family-friendly independent media today. All right, so um, let's see. We uh, My notes are missing the classic Who section here. So we'll, we'll go in and add that in. I've got that pulled up. So let's listen in to uh, Jared's Classic Who Connection. Hello, noobs and the Whovian. This is Jared bringing you your Classic Who Connections for the episode, The Next Doctor and the Temple of Doom. Or maybe that was just The Next Doctor. I got a little confused with all the little kids running around in a workshop. Anyway, getting into our Classic Connections, the first thing that jumped out to me was when the Doctor picked up a sword to fight off the Cybermen. And this was not the first time that we've seen the Doctor wield a sword. In fact, he was quite the swordsmith in Classic Who. The third Doctor had a swashbuckling sword fight with the Master in the serial The Sea Devils. And he also used a sword against the Suntarans in The Time Warrior. And in the serial The Androids of Tara, the fourth Doctor fights with an Electro Sword. That was kind of fun. And finally, the fifth Doctor crossed swords with the Master again in the King's Demons. In fact, it seems like they've taken him in New Who and made him even less of a swordsman because he wasn't fighting all that well. He was just sort of using it to try and fend them off as if someone was brandishing a large stick. So he was a much better sword fighter back in Classic Who. And also, at the end of the episode, when the next Doctor gets to go into the real TARDIS... Uh, He uses the word nonsense, and the actual doctor looks over at him and gives him this kind of quizzical or knowing look, and that jumped out at me, so I I was thinking back, and using the word nonsense was kind of like a catchphrase for the first doctor, much like uh, the ninth doctor saying fantastic all the time, so... I think that they were really trying to make an allusion back to the first Doctor when he was saying nonsense there, like there really was a connection between him and the Doctor, or or maybe just that there was a little bit of the Doctor residual left in him. And finally, I couldn't remember, so I, I checked as best I could, and I found no instances where the Doctor has flown a hot air balloon before, which is actually quite surprising when you think about all the stories the Doctor's been in. Uh, But we do have the third Doctor mentioning that he always wanted to fly a hot air balloon in Planet of the Daleks. So it's talked about, but this is the first time that we've seen him actually do it. And that's all I've got for you. So I'd like to say I loved this episode. It was really fun. You could tell the writers were having a lot of fun with it. And I can only imagine what it was like for people watching this for the first time in in season, you know, watching when it right when it came out and thinking that this could be Tennant's last show. And so how much fun they had with it, with all the red herrings and uh, playing around with this idea of the next Doctor. So I give it a solid eight dirigible TARDISes. 
And there wasn't really that much that was creepy out there, except for maybe the cyber monkeys, I mean the cyber shades, and the completely blacked out eyes on Mercy Hardigan. So I give it 100 creep levels for the episode. And as always, I'd like to thank the TARDIS Wikia and also BritBox uh, for helping me watch the Classic Who episodes and do some research on it. If you're going to get a BritBox subscription, I'm sure they'll mention how you can use the link for, that will support the noobs and the Whovian to do that. Uh, it's well worth checking out. They've got some great shows on there beyond just Classic Who. So, as always, thank you all for having me on, and I look forward to bringing you more Classic Who connections next time. And what he didn't say there was, I look forward to being in Master Closet mm, yes. Studios next time because Jared is going to be here with us uh, at our next recording. So we're really looking forward to that. Um, I did I did think it was funny that he called the, you know, he said that the Dr. Swordplay was basically like a guy holding a stick. Um, <laughs> yes. That's that's about what it was. He was just kind of like whacking on him with the stick. So Well, the sword is not very useful against people made out of metal that's probably like titanium. It's like bulletproof. Or yeah. Stronger. yeah. This is true. This is true. So it was more just like, Shooing a fly type of thing. So, apparently, if you um, if you scream at a high enough pitch, though, you can make them burst like a balloon. Uh, yeah. so I, Along I with hear. yourself. Apparently. Well, that's an unfortunate side effect. So, <laughs> um, okay, so that does bring us to our overall impressions trip. What do you got for your overall uh, out of ten score? Okay, um, so before I start, um, I was just wanting to say, um, so. Um, at church today, when I was in my Sunday school class, one of the leaders there was named Jared. No, oh, really? Really? Yeah, and it was like a, I think it was either a one-time thing or like he's new there, but he was literally, he was Jared. Oh, yeah, I remember that. He's joining with the middle school or, or something like that. Okay. So. And he so has new, a beard, too, guy. so. <laughs> oh, and he's got a beard. All right. Must run in the fa- family name. It's part of the name. <laughs> Your name is Jared. You must be bearded. Okay. So what is your out of ten? Child. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? He's my six-month-old son, Jared. He's got a beard. All right. Uh, as you uh, do. <laughs> as you do. All right, Trip. Out of ten, what do you give it, man? Um, I think this one was a pretty good overall, and I like okay. seeing the doctor, like having the other doctor, and seeing like how he is also <laughs> different than Tennant. And seeing yeah. how it, um, like the differences between them, even though he's not really an like a doctor, but yeah, um, but it is it is interesting because we were watching Classic Who, but at the time, you know, people were just watching the show. Maybe they maybe they were familiar with some of the old doctors. Maybe they weren't. So this is the first time again, like you said, after really getting to know a doctor and be like, well, hey, that's not how hey, that's not how the doctor would doctor. handle it. Yeah. So out of ten. What did you say? Um, I think I'm going to give it an 8.5. 8.5 what? Um, uh, brains. Brains? Dalek brains. Dalek. Cybermen? I mean, Cybermen. Okay, cyber control brains. are brains. Yeah. <laughs> it's like all they are. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> like, if you, have you ever seen a jellyfish made out of brain? That's what a Dalek looks like. All right, Corbin, what's your... <laughs> How about I'll go. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it uh, I'm gonna give it eight non-sonic screwdrivers. Are oh, you stole um, mine? What? 
was gonna use that. Well, that's what you get for Except laughing too I was too gonna hard. call it sonic screwdrivers. Well, then you can have sonic screwdrivers, and I've got non-sonic that's, screwdrivers. That's, that's, that's not. That's not point. <laughs> it was supposed to be a all joke. Right. Okay, all right, all right, all right. In that case, in that case, I'm gonna I'm gonna really stick it, stick my thumb in your eye. I'm gonna give it n- eight out of ten Rositas. No. It's <laughs> so yeah, I just I thought this one was fun. I said it last week. This is just a fun romp. You know, we had a really heavy episode last time. Mm-hmm. Really heavy episode. That would have been June. So now we're mm-hmm. into December. It's been six months with no Doctor Who. It's Christmas Day. Let's sit down with our family and watch the Doctor. Boom, here you go. Fun romp. Great villain. Um really great villain in, in Miss Hardigan. Um and, and just the fun exciting adventure episode mm-hmm. uh, that, that you love to get. And it's a one-off. You know, it doesn't, you know... Just and no... he finally got thanked. And he finally got thanked. Yeah, which, yes, got I didn't thanked. think that was accurate when no, he said he's never been thanked. I feel no, like there have been, been times where the, someone has said, thank Surely. you, Doctor. But but sure. at any rate... Um, at least the companion. <clears throat> he's never had a group of you know Londoners in the 19th century say, Bravo, sir! Bravo! So that was that was great. Uh, okay, so Corbin, how many non-sonic sonic screwdrivers? Uh, I'm gonna give this one seven. <clears throat> it was a fun episode, but I still don't like where it kind of went with the story because you're just I, mad that you didn't call it in no, advance. No, <laughs> I still feel like it would have made more sense if it was like an alternate reality. I'm, no, it I'm wouldn't. going to hold by that. Wouldn't. Okay. Uh, why would it not? But the walls pictures. have closed. The walls have closed. The pictures? What that about, universe. What about pictures? Why? Why would looking at pictures suddenly make you into that, a person? No, it's not. Just... It's not pictures. It's it's a it's a digital storage device. It's all pictures. <laughs> <sighs> Everything it showed was just pictures. Have you never seen Chuck? You've never seen Chuck, have you? No. No. If you had seen Chuck then you would know that all you have to do is stare at a computer screen flashing pictures at you, and you can download uh, the Intersect computer into your brain. But that's not how this works. <laughs> all right. Um, so put it on the list. We need to watch Chuck. Okay. Uh, creep level. I'm going to give this, um, I don't know. I'm going to I'm gonna go pretty low as well, maybe 125 out of 500 creep levels. Um, the Cyber King was pretty um, horrifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I love that... Uh, the one arm like flipped inside out and it shot a cannon that was and it shot a cannonball cool. into the center of, of London. And I was like, whoa, that's devastating. Then the other arm flips over and it shoots like Laser. a ray gun. I'm like, if you have a ray gun, <laughs> why, do you why are you shooting a cannon? cannon? Like, what's the point of the cannon? Anyways, so, um, so I'm going to give it 125. Uh, Corbin, what do you got? I'm going to give this a 75. Probably the okay. creepiest part was just the solid black eyes. Yeah, that got you. That, that was a long zoom on her oh face. God. When her eyes popped open, I heard you go audibly go, uh, <laughs> from across the room. So, Trip, what do you got? Um, I was going to say 116 just because... Reasons? Stuff. Reasons. That they can't because. see your face. Okay. <laughs> I see what you did there. All right, so Corbin, did you have a theory? No. Okay. Uh, listener input, we did get a new... Uh, what you call it? A new iTunes review from Mara. That's that's literally how it was spelled. M M M M M M M A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A
Um, oh, and the title of the review is I love you guys so much. Five stars. Yay. So um, fun, fun times there. So there's, there's your shout out. Mara, uh, whoever you may be. Um, wouldn't it be great if, <laughs> I hope that's like her actual name is Mara. This isn't a joke that I'm missing, right? I'm not like offending so. someone. Okay. All right. That's good. All right. So uh, the game plan again, uh, I know things are getting a little dicey and keep changing. So I just want to remind you guys where we're going. So next week uh, in this very studio, we will be joined by Jared to go over the classic who rewind episode. So this will be season one story number two, the Daleks. And so this is actually episodes five through 11. It's seven 25 minute episodes. So uh, start today. And watch one every night, or double up and watch one every other day. We accidentally started on Wednesday. Yeah, the schedule has gotten so dicey that I got it mixed up myself. We watched like 20 minutes of the first episode, and then I suddenly realized, wait a minute, Jared's not coming to town this week. That's next week. We're supposed to be doing the Christmas episode. So um, so we ended up watching that uh, the following day. So um, in order to get that, um, the our recommended way of getting that is through BritBox. And uh, that is an add-on channel to Amazon. So you go to Amazon, if you're a Prime member, uh, you can do things like add-on AMC and HBO and CBS All Access and all this kind of stuff. One that you can add on is BritBox. And um, that opens up not only Classic Who, but all kinds of other BBC shows from over the years. So if you use our affiliate link, which you'll find um, on our website at noobsinthehoovian.com, use our affiliate link and you can get a seven-day free trial to BritBox. So um, if you want to, you can get the seven-day free trial. You can watch the episodes for this one, and then you can shut off the free trial. Um, that's actually what we did for the last Classic Who episode that we did, or, or Classic Who story that we did. Uh, so this time, we're paying for it, um, uh, which is fine because we're going to end up having sp- spent considerably more than seven days to watch it all <laughs> because we got a false start. So, uh, so click on that link, and when you use that link, uh, we will get uh, uh, some uh, commission off of that sale, but it doesn't cost you anything extra. So it's just a, an easy, free way for you to support Noobs in the Whovian. Um, and then after we do the Classic Who Rewind, we'll be full-on into the David Tennant specials, which again, on Amazon Prime, is a it's listed differently. It's not season 4.5 or anything like that. So look for Doctor Who, the David Tennant specials, or you can, uh, if you go to the show notes on this episode and the last couple of episodes, we have a direct link that'll take you right there. And um, that'll be uh, Planet of the Dead, The Waters of Mars, and then The End of Time, parts one and two. And that, as we said, that'll carry us into New Year's Day of 2010. So we're gonna we're gonna rapidly start catching up with ourselves um, when we do, when we do that. And then we've got a weird season in season seven where there's like a split season there too. So mm-hmm. but that's a, that's a little ways away. So, um, again, join us next time for original season, classic season, number one, episodes five through 11 covering the Daleks. Uh, you're not going to want to miss this one because not only are we covering classic who, but we're going to hear the original classic who connection from Jared. Plus, we're gonna have Jared on. I mean, we're gonna have him here. That's the main thing. Um, yeah. But we're gonna you're gonna get to hear um, the the segment that started it all with Jared being on the show. So um, I need to go back and re-listen to it because I haven't listened to it in like six months, probably. So. Yeah, same for us. Uh, so guys, Noobs in the Whovian is a production of Master Closet Studios, where it's always smaller on the inside. Your senior producer is me, Austin Reason. Our audio engineer is this guy. Hi, I'm Kurt. Our production editor is this other guy. I'm Corbin. And special thanks to TARDIS.Wikia.com for the trivia, to Jared for the Classic Who connection, and to 
tomorrow for the iTunes <laughs> review. You can find us at facebook.com slash noobsandthehoovian and email us at noobsandthehoovian at gmail.com. Make sure wherever you found us that you subscribe, leave us a rating, leave us some stars. Share us with a friend, not because we're a great show, guys, but because we watch one. Until next time, my name's Austin. I'm the Hoovian. and these are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And we're the noobs. And we will see you next time. Goodbye. Beep, beep. Live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet celebrating Christmas in June. Merry Christmas, Trip. Yeah. Merry Christmas, Corbin. Hey. <laughs> why are y'all sounding so weird? Like I don't know. <laughs> noobs and the Hoovian. My name is Austin. I'm the Hoovian. These are my sons, Trip and Corbin. And we're the noobs. <laughs> uh. We are not keeping that. Why? <laughs> We're keeping it.